This is the Tiger Kickoff Podcast with your hosts, Emily Liker, Callum McAndrew, and Wilson Moore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a final installment of the Tiger Kickoff Podcast. It's episode 11. That's my favorite number, in case anyone was wondering. And we are your Columbia, Missourian, MU football beat writers. I'm Emily Liker. I'm Callum McAndrew. I'm Wilson Moore. It's been a couple weeks. Since we've been in the studio like this, since we've released something. The last podcast we did was before the Florida game, actually, because we were all out of town for Thanksgiving. Well, we weren't all out of town. Callum and I were in town and then in Fayetteville for Thanksgiving. But... Yeah, it's it's been a while. I mean, what's what's gone on? The, things have changed since we last. Uh, <laughs> in general, or yeah, I mean, uh, Mizzou football related, oh, not I just see. like yeah. I mean, the world probably has too, but it's constantly changing. Yeah, exactly. But M- Mizzou is going to a bowl game, which sounds weird to say. What would have been weird to say four weeks ago? This, I mean, we did spend like a good portion of the beginning slash middle of this season being like. They might not make a bowl game. And then, yeah, it happened. And Callum and I kissed a hog and... Did. Did. Went a lot, has, a lot has changed. You're right. Um, I think it is important to, t- like, to talk a little bit about the Arkansas game just because of where it left Missouri going into this bowl game. Yeah, quite the cliffhanger. Yeah, because it, like, Missouri, I mean, like, Missouri's defense was trending up. Its offense was trending down, and it continued to do that against Arkansas. But the defense was trending up and then kind of got trampled in the second half of the Arkansas game. And now we're, we're going into this – we're going to watch them in this bowl game. And I, I'm back to kind of, like, not exactly knowing what, what to expect in some regards. Not as much as I did at the beginning of the season. Like, I know if they put Connor Bazelak on the field, sorry, bud, it's going to suck. Like – what are we kind of, like, thinking we can take from that Arkansas game? And, like, how do we think that loss, that pretty bad loss, is going to affect this? Or is it going to be gone by then? Well, I think they got they got torched in the passing defense. Bit of a curveball from the usual uh, from the season. But that won't be an issue against, uh, against Army <laughs> because Army doesn't pass. Yeah. <laughs> Other wide receivers just being wide blockers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is, uh, that is a, a great thing to be recruited as, actually. If I was going to go to college, I think I would want to be an Army-wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you just get all the free stuff and yeah. don't really have to do much. Don't have to catch anything. You do have to join the Army after oh, college, though. Oh, that's right, yeah. No, I no. probably wouldn't be allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't be. Oh, well, dreams dashed. I don't know that they would even let you in. Yeah. Anyway. But oh, any, any, <laughs> anything else you can take away from Arkansas? I mean, with that in mind, I don't think uh, a Caleb Evans opting out of this bowl game matters a whole lot because Army's gonna, only going to throw the ball eight times. Yeah. I mean, the only other big thing is that Arkansas, the Arkansas game pretty much solidified that the quarterback competition was back open. And yeah. Drinkwitz said as much like a week later because – I mean, I know, is I it? know Drinkwitz is, he's is still going to put Basilak in. Uh, <laughs> it's still going to happen. Brady but, Cook and Tyler Macon are not going to play. But he said, he said it's open. So we're going to pretend like it's actually an open competition and like other people might have a shot. But Connor Basilak, 
That was probably the worst game of his career. That was, that was bad. That was really bad. Was... 65 passing yards. <laughs> Hold on. I'm pulling up the whole, I'm pulling up the whole stat sheet. Was it? 10, 10 for 24, 10 for 26. 10 for 26, 65 26. yards, one INT, no touchdowns, and a 26-yard long. There you go. That is, wow. that Almost... is brutal. It's <laughs> not good. Yeah, and so... We're saying that Army's wide receivers don't get used. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's I when I did the grades last week because I did like end of season, end of regular season grades. I I said in the wide receivers category, I was like, it's hard to give the wide receivers a fair grade because they were not utilized fairly in the final third yeah. of the season. Like, oh, uh, we're not being fair. Basilette did rush three times for eight yards. Oh, good. So he did. That. He did Be get awesome. replaced at the end of that game by. Cook. Cook, uh, Cook did come in. We love a garbage time Cook introduction. And then just handed the ball, which I don't get why you would put, I I get it. You, I do get it, actually. I said I don't get it, but I do get it. You have Tyler Beatty. Why would you not just hand the ball to Tyler Beatty the whole time? But Cook can throw the ball, and we've seen him be fairly accurate in every game that he's had the chance to throw it in. Why would you not try to move the ball a little faster, a little farther by passing it in that game and maybe get one more touchdown, one more scoring opportunity. And instead they're just like handing it off for however many minutes that was. His, his reasoning was that he didn't, after Bazelette threw the pick, he didn't want his quarterbacks to think that, what was it he said? No, that was um, why he didn't pull him. I uh, thought. Yeah, yeah, why he didn't pull Bazelette. And so I guess yeah. that also ties into why they didn't introduce Cook. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, why like, Okay, I see. Because he can't. He threw. Is, it, no. he, what he said, he didn't want, like, he wanted his quarterbacks to be able to, like, play freely and not feel like one mistake is going to have them pulled. Which, fair enough. What about, like, three games of ineffective play? I but, think, is it one mistake a drive? Is, is that the is allotment that the they yeah. get? You got to have some sort of ratio. I don't know, but I think it. I think it's weird because it all feels like a moot point. We're, I, we've been doing this every two yeah. to three weeks yeah. this year of Drinkwitz declares open competition. We all say, um, you know, we all speculate, and then it's Basilac again. I do wonder if this being a bowl game uh, changes anything, the, the fact that it doesn't really matter, although I guess no game has mattered this year, you know. but Yeah, but it could, like quote-unquote matter for next year you know yeah, like in the yeah. idea of trying to get whoever might be the starter next year if it's not Connor more time but yeah I I don't know let's talk then about the other position group that not necessarily has some competition but is going to look different slash might not really play at all which is the tight ends Daniel Parker Jr. and Messiah Swinson both transferred um DPJ is still in the port he isn't committed anywhere right? yeah. but no, Messiah think... Swinson signed with North Arizona State Arizona State the other guy's North Texas um yeah I mean Drinkwood said yesterday he probably wouldn't play tight ends as much as basically what he said but that yeah. Ryan and Nico would get a little bit of time yeah. so I think thought... it's funny between the la- between the last time we recorded this podcast and now Daniel Parker Jr. has had time to be the overtime hero and transfer all yeah. in the span of between podcast recordings. That's that's impressive. That's good efficiency. Yeah, yeah. Or poor efficiency on one of the two. <laughs> and send a good a good number of tweets as well. He loves a tweet. He does enjoy tweet, tweeting. 
Uh, okay, so then let's dive in a little bit more to the actual bowl game itself, I guess, and kind of just chatting about what we think this is going to look like. Obviously, Wilson, you already pointed out that Army pretty much exclusively runs the ball, which... Switches if, Missouri. If this had been... <laughs> it's going to be really great for us to watch. But if this had been earlier in the season, obviously that would have been a huge point of concern because of Missouri's run defense. And... They're still struggling, but I don't think it's as big of a concern. What else are we kind of either concerned about or, like, think might go well for Missouri? Um, well, I think it's interesting. I feel like Missouri kind of has the advantage because Missouri has shown when it sells out to stop the run, then it can be successful. That's what it did against Georgia. It loaded up the box and just decided it was going to stop the run, and that was at the expense of the passing game. Stetson Bennett burned them because of that. I don't know that Army can or will do that, and I think that gives the advantage to Missouri there that they can uh, load up the box, um, just only you know force Army to throw, basically, which I don't think Army's going to do, and just put everything into stopping the run. Does Army's quarterback, like, run at all? Because we know, like, running rushing quarterbacks have burned Missouri yeah, a yeah. couple times. He does. That's like a wrinkle of the triple option, I know. Yeah. So that could be, like, one problem, I guess. Yeah. But um, I was pulling up to look. So we've talked a lot about the defensive line being the bottom of the NCAA rush defense. Don't... No. They're at 125, so not much oh, better. But I will say, so, like, for the report card, I, like, just did their last four games and averaged how many yards they were giving up. And in the past, in the last four games of the regular season, they only gave up 120.3 yards per game on That's the ground. Good. Yeah, which is, like, half of what they were giving up at the beginning of the season. <laughs> so I, if they had not done so abysmally at the beginning of the season they probably would be higher in the ncaa standings by now but that that first half of the season with jeffro is just weighing them down a lot so something to keep in mind and they all just seem so happy they do now, it's like they've crawled out of like the batman pit that bane had like was born into <laughs> like they just when they see the light it's i mean they, it, i've never seen a group go from so miserable to content yeah. In the space of, what, four weeks? And, like, at this point, I'd much rather talk to a defensive player, like, any day of the week in media availability than any of the offensive players. Like, I don't, like, most of them give better answers in general or, like, talk for longer at least, which is kind of helpful. Like, I mean, even yesterday, like, some of the stuff, I was like, you don't have more of an opinion. Like, you can't tell me more about your feelings. Like, you don't need to know facts for that. Just tell me about your feelings about the armed forces ball. <laughs> that was a good one. The Tusky Dove returning back to his home state. Was, uh, talking about, oh, you know, you excited to get back home? Yeah. I, was like, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I like too when they were like, did you, someone was like, did you watch the Army-Navy Bowl or game? And he was like, um, uh, yeah, I watched a little bit. And it was like, obviously you didn't. <laughs> Um, I will say, as I don't know about Missouri's offense, 
I think the game, like, even with Tyler Brady, I think the fact that he couldn't do much against Arkansas may may prove to be a problem. Obviously not his fault. That, that Beatty couldn't, prove do, couldn't do much? Well, he, he couldn't score much. He ran for 200 yards. yards. Yeah, he ran for a lot of yards, but he couldn't score. And not just him. That's a problem of everyone else. Can I play a little devil's advocate here? You guys were looking at me with blank faces, and we were just going to have a 20-minute pod. Because he said he didn't do much. He ran for 200 yards, yes. And I am saying it's not like his fault exclusively, but the offense as a whole had a scoring issue against Arkansas, even despite Beatty doing well. That's not going to hold up, even if their defense is doing well. Can we... Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think... <laughs> yes, the offense is bad. Tyler Beatty's good. We've done this. <laughs> we don't this have that many things to talk about. Like, I, I think the counterpoint to that is Arkansas is a lot better than Army. I, That's, yeah. And we've seen, we've seen this Mizzou offense move the ball very well against non-Power uh, 5 defenses. They've been great against the... North Texas is the Central Michigans of the world. Yeah. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'll bring up something else. But, <laughs> uh, Navy pulled off a trick play that wasn't really supposed to be a trick play the other day on special teams. <laughs> Do we think we'll see any trick plays from Elijah Drinkwitz? <laughs> That's the best kind of trick play. That's when you're tricking yourself. You don't really know what's going on. <laughs> did, did we ever find out like what that was? Like, was it? Was it a bad snap? Did the I, I, long snapper just go rogue? I saw and, like, there was a CBS article about it the other day. <laughs> Guerrilla tactics. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, do we think... Okay, actually, this is a better question. What trick play would you like to see Missouri do against Army? Mm. I, oh, for the life, I really want to see fate field go. I want to see. I want to see them snap it straight to Harrison Nevis and, and have him run take off, <laughs> run over a cornerback. Yeah, <laughs> fake kicks are always fun yeah. because you just like never know what you're gonna get. I would love to see um, Grant McInnes oh, throw I it. I bet he's got pace. Oh no, I want to see him throw it. I want to. I want to see one of their arms. Just who'd be the most likely? Most likely to fake throw. Grant McInnes, I yes, think. That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't think Harrison He would never say that he wouldn't throw it, but I don't think he would throw it. Would he still do his routine? Or do you think it would be like a dead giveaway? I think oh. he, he would. I think he yeah, would, he would, yeah, you'd have to. Sell it. Especially because that's like something he's talked about. So anyone that, any team, any opponent that's done any research on him mm-hmm. would know if he just all of a sudden got out there <laughs> and just like didn't do his paces. I th- okay, so I'm trying to find this article. It was it was definitely a mistake. It was not supposed to happen. Um, it wasn't even like the intended play. But I'm hoping that that means that that drink with seeing that means that he's going to try some some trickery. It it feels like they haven't gotten as tricky this year as they did last year. I it seemed to me last year we were seeing like. They were doing, like, the double pass with Kiki basically every game. Like, if yeah. they threw it behind the line of scrimmage, it got to a point where, like, oh, they're throwing it again. We've only seen it once or twice this year. Did He threw against Arkansas, right? Yeah, he yeah. did. And I think there was one other, maybe South Carolina. But... Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> the Armed Forces Bowl, 
going to be December 22nd. We should have said this earlier, but it's December 22nd at 7 p.m. at Carter Stadium in Fort Worth, Texas. We All three of us will be there. It's our final travel of the season. Bittersweet. I'm excited to not be doing this anymore, but I will miss traveling with you all dearly. We do get a fly. We do. For the Can first we talk time, about yeah. how big of a win that is for us? I mean, as much as I would like to drive through no. the beautiful vistas no. of eastern, central, and southern Oklahoma, I would prefer flying over it. I was looking forward to the idea of, you know, just checking another state off the uh, list of states, you know. If you just drive through it, it doesn't really count, though. I imagine we would have stopped for gas or something. I don't know if that even counts as visiting. It does. I guess. If you have breathed the air of a... uh... Okay. If you have breathed the air. (laughs) What? I don't know. Air doesn't belong to to any particular state, so I feel like that's a difficult... I feel like I I think my my personal thing is like if you eat a meal there, mm. then you can say you've been there. Those are those are some lofty. Uh, That's not that stand- lofty of a standard, and it can't be an airport meal. Actually, if you're in an airport, it does not count as being in the state. Like automatically, no matter how long you're there or what you're doing. Mm. The only time I've been in Texas was when I was in the Dallas Fort Worth holding cell. So. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So you were, we're in jail. Yeah. And Wilson's been to Texas. I haven't been to Texas. I keep on doing this. I haven't been to Texas, so I'm excited. I should explain. I wasn't in jail for bad reasons. (laughs) Just a miscommunication. One little miscommunication between the school and Homeland Security. So We got out an hour later. Anyway, let's do some score predictions, shall we? Yes. (laughs) All right. Does anyone have any ideas yet? No. I do. Okay, Wilson, go ahead. Missouri, 17. Mm. Army, 7. I think it is a oh. low-scoring game. Oh. When has Army ever scored more than, like, 10 points in a game? I feel like... I know this isn't true, but, like, spiritually, emotionally, I feel like every game this season has been low-scoring. Does that make sense? Like, none of them have felt like traditional highs. I, I don't know. Whenever I think of this season, I just think, like, minimal points scored. When Tennessee put up 60. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, even that, like, feels like it was just, I don't know. It feels like they could have had more. Anyway, anyway. 17-7 is a good one. Uh, I uh, believe they're going to respect the troops and make this an entertaining game. So, Missouri 35, Army... Oh. 31. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Missouri 21, Army 12. 12? Mm-hmm. Wow. Right, <laughs> is that four, four, four field, field goals? goals. <laughs> so not, not a touchdown, a field goal, and a safety? No. Either, either two touchdowns, missed extra points. Or four field goals. Or touchdown, field goal, safety. That'd be awesome. Because I feel like Missouri's defense could hold them to outside the red zone. Like, I feel like they could have, like, really long drives and then get stopped at the last minute by Missouri's defense and have to be forced. Plus, like, why not at this point? What did I just say? 21-12? Yeah. Okay. Cam and Logan, do you have predictions? 
Yeah, I'm kind of in the same um, boat Wilson is with the low scoring. I think we're going to see a lot. Both of these offenses' strength is running the ball, so I think we're going to see a lot of that. They're going to burn a lot of clock and not a whole lot of scoring. I'm going to go Army 23, Missouri 17. I think Army's going to get better in Missouri in this one. I'm glad someone picked opposite. I'm not going to pick opposite. I'm not going to do that. I think that Missouri's going to win 28-10, to 10, and who knows? Maybe because they know they have better athletes, they'll just run the triple option and beat them at their own game. Wow. Oh. That would be incredible. <laughs> oh. That'd be fun. You... Drinkwitz would get so cocky if that worked, though. You know how unbearable he'd... You know how that one time when you guys were like... I had made a prediction, and you were both like, I really hope you're not right because you will rub it in our faces for the rest of the trip which would have been true I but I didn't get it right that is what will happen if Drinkwitz runs the triple option against army and beats them yeah I don't think Drinkwitz is gonna run the triple option <laughs> I don't think so them. either but if he did that's what would happen would it not what would he pull out of the the lectern afterwards you know, no, like no, the lightsaber he, moment? He, he, re- he respects the troops too. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. he would not clown on army <laughs> Hilarious! Drink was getting a Twitter beef with the U.S. <laughs> Army. That would be incredible. Not even the school, <laughs> just the army itself. Um, real quick before we get to Factor Cap, the final edition. Um, I'm not sure exactly when you all, you all being the audience listening to this, will be listening to this. But I do know that the Print Tiger Kickoff Edition will come out on Tuesday, the 21st of December. Yeah. That sounds correct. That sounds correct. That yeah. sounds like it's a correct So thing. we will have a print edition. It will be pretty. It will have fun stories in it. Um, so pick that up. Wilson, over to you. All right. Are you, you know, I feel like we got to do a little check-in at the beginning. We're tied in factor cap. All comes down to this. How are you guys feeling? These are the moments you live for. Yeah, you know, I'm feeling good. It's been a couple weeks. I'm feeling rested in terms of factor cap, not in many other aspects of my life. <laughs> but in terms of factor cap, I'm feeling rested, ready to go. All right. We'll start out with number one. Army has been independent throughout its entire history, with the exception of 1998 through 2004, when it was a member of Conference USA. That's cap. Fact. That is fact. That's oh, true. What? <laughs> Conference USA got the troops. Um, I forget what uh, Air Force is an independent. I know that's that's in a it's in like the American or something. Oh wow! But, uh, okay, number two, Army's first coach was a retired general named Roger Red Hensley, who volunteered for the job after first hearing about the formation of the team in the 1890s. What was the guy's name? Roger Red Hensley. Roger Red. That does sound like a guy that would. Do such an act. Uh, I'm going to go fact here. I'm going to go cap. That is cap. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Am I going to run away with the final game of factor cap? <laughs> I, I made up Roger Red Hensley. <laughs> that totally sounded like I a forgot, name he would make yeah. up. Uh, I forgot Wilson was a fan of the trickery. <laughs> Did <laughs> Wilson loves trick plays in factor cap. Did you know you were doing that? What? That was a joke from oh. leading to our earlier discussion. <laughs> oh, of trickery. Oh, it was a callback. It was a yeah. callback. Yeah, for, <laughs> for all you long-time listeners, that was a throwback to 27 minutes ago. 
Another history question. Army football began in 1890 uh, when Navy challenged a group of cadets to a football game. And that was the first. Uh... <laughs> Seems right. That's yeah. Don't say anything else. It's fact. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> That was the first Army Navy game. A bunch of Navy. I have a very like specific image in my mind for how this played out. But yeah, a bunch of guys from Navy just like challenged them to a football game. Hey, I know Spain's kind of acting up at the moment. Hey, uh, let's go play some football. By that logic, we could go just like start one of the greatest rivalries in college football with like the Man Eater or the Trib. Like just like challenge them to a football game. I think we could beat either of those teams. In oh, one hundred percent. I think we could. Army coach Jeff Munkin is the brother of Georgia offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. Cap. I kind of wanted to go cap there, but I am, I'm, I'm in a I bit mean, of a you hole. Can. No, I'm in a hole right now. I need oh, to, that's true. Yeah, we need to. This, so this is the season right here. Yeah. This is it. No, this is question four. Yeah, but you have a two-point lead if I get that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the season for you, but if you get it, then I still have a shot. Yeah. We both do. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Say what you want to say. I want to. I'm. Get, uncommon. It feels like they just have the same surname, but I, I'm. I'm forced into this. My hands are tied. Fact. It's cat. Oh. They're. They're. They're cousins. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I have been burned by Wilson's trickery this week. Did you write a bonus question? I didn't. No. <sighs> I didn't. I was gonna say I'd give you the bonus question just for Ooh, it to be fun, yeah. but. I wrote the first, like, two or three last night and the other two or three about 20 minutes ago. Oh, yeah, that's um, fair. I came up with Roger Red Hensley, like, 10 minutes ago. But uh, the Continental Army first occupied West Point in 1778, making it the oldest continually operating army base in the United States. Cap. I feel like there's one earlier than that. I'll go fact, I guess. Uh, that's that's true. Oh, well, Okay. <laughs> What? Wow! So for the first two years, they just didn't have an army. What was, what was I happening got... over here after you got rid of us? <laughs> Every question, right? Can we just... Ah, that's quite impressive. 5-0, <laughs> oh, final game. Yeah. I'd like to start my speech by thanking my worthy competitor, Callum McAndrew. He challenged me every moment of this race, which lasted however many weeks. We have been doing this, 11 episodes. I'd also like to thank Wilson Moore, who every week came up with questions more out of pocket and weird and crazy <laughs> than the last week. His imagination and creativity never failed him and never failed to stump Callum and I. Mm. That being said, I had a phenomenal game today, and I think I closed out the season in the way only a winner can. 5-0. and oh. And, yeah. Emily, Suck it, everyone. <laughs> you went 1-0 today. I did go one and zero today. I I would like to congratulate my competitor on a fantastic season. That's um you know. Look, I'm not going to start pointing fingers. <laughs> I uh in wake of a new season coming up. Look, preparations begin today. You always got to be crouting. And I will be making a coaching change to my backroom staff, mm-hmm. and I will be adding Jethro Franklin as my defensive coordinator. No more questions. Okay, well, with that. <laughs> Is is that how we are ending it this season? No, no. <laughs> what do you get if you win the armed forces ball? Ooh. A small island. You should get to end one more. That's my. Oh, it's not a very exciting trophy. It oh. looks like a a little bit like a knockoff Lombardi. 
Like, it's just a football on, like, oh, a... that's boring. The battle line rivalry trophy is more exciting than that. It's and that's not exciting. even a real rivalry, so... <laughs> it's more exciting than the Mayor's Cup. Do you think we'll get a kiss any wild animals at this game? Oh. Wilson needs to do oh. it still. Oh. So Navy has a goat, a live goat. Yes, it does. Which is, ah. Uh, Damn it. Come on, Army. Get a live there's, mascot there's so some... I can kiss it. <laughs> I mean, weird. there probably is a live mascot, but it's just like a man. So you could <laughs> if you wanted to. <laughs> anyway, score predictions, just another rundown of what we all predicted. Uh, I had 21-12 Missouri. Callum had 35-31 to Missouri. Wilson had 17-7 to Missouri. Logan had 23 to 17 Army and Cameron had 28 to 10 Missouri. So the Armed Forces Bowl will be December 22nd again at 7 p.m. at Carter Stadium in Fort Worth, Texas. And yeah, that's kind of. Does anyone else have any closing words? No. We went 1 0 this season. We did. <laughs> I'm really happy to go 1 0 with all of you. <laughs> Shout out Cam and Logan for producing for us all season and listening to us um, on repeat after you've already had to listen to us be stupid Which for 40 minutes just... straight. <laughs> oh. oh, I can't. Must be tough. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. <laughs> but we appreciate it. And to anyone who um, has made it this far listening, uh, both this episode and this entire season, we appreciate you as well. And whoever is next year's Tiger kickoff writers, they'll treat you well, so. (laughs) (laughs) This has been the Tiger Kickoff Podcast, episode 11, previewing the Armed Forces Bowl. I'm Emily Liker. I'm Cal McAndrew. And I'm Wilson Moore. And one last time, we are your Columbia, Missouri, MU football beat writers. Best one for last. Thank you for listening to the Tiger Kickoff Podcast. This podcast is produced by Cameron Connor and Logan Franz. Music for this podcast comes from Alligator Indian. Catch us next week at ColumbiaMissourian.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, yeah, so I had this dream last night where I was trying to bring raw hamburger on an airplane. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't do that on our flight next week. It's yeah, it was like I had a lot of questions about whether or not it was allowed. I I like patted up a hamburger and I put seasoning on it and then I wrapped it in a like plastic wrap and then I woke up. I don't know what happened if I